Hey there, everybody. Welcome in. Thank you for joining us on another fun-filled episode of We Say Weird Shit. My name is Dave, and damn it, let me mark that. (laughs) (laughs) I always always fuck that part up. Okay, here we go. You always forget about Liz. I'm going to remark that part. Ready? And... Hey, Deviants. Thank you for tuning in to We We Say Say Weird Weird Shit. Welcome into another fun-filled episode of We Say Weird Shit. We are your humble hosts. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And with us today is a returning guest. Everybody, welcome back, John Allen. How are you today, bud? Man, I am doing much better than I deserve. I couldn't I couldn't ask for more. Life is good. Yeah. Life is good. So what uh so what's been going on with you since the last time we spoke? Well, you know, I'm um Going on as usual with my podcast. Uh, well, as usual, let me let me qualify that because I did have a two month break this summer. A um, couple reasons for that: I got COVID and that knocked me flat for a while. I wasn't hospitalized, but I was pretty messed up for a few days. And then when I got back on my feet, I lost my voice. So my voice oh. was gone for four weeks four and a half weeks so podcasting was out but i took it as an opportunity to shift my focus a little bit i wrote a couple new songs and i wrote a ton of new chapters uh in my upcoming book so i have been productive um i came back uh last week or i'm sorry just a few days ago actually with my first podcast episode uh in a couple of months uh, I bet that felt good to get back behind the microphone. You know, it, it it felt good to be back at it again, but it was a um you know, and and when I when I do my podcast whether I'm solo or whether I have guests, it just flows. I love getting on the microphone and talking. But uh this most recent podcast for me it was a little choppy. Uh I I, I don't know. I guess being gone for two months, I'm, I'm going to feel it a little bit. So I need to sweat it out. I need to do a couple more uh, episodes to get that flow back. I'm actually going to challenge myself in here in a couple of days. I'll do a solo episode and just have a, like an hour long monologue about whatever. I'm not going to script anything. I never script anything. I'm just going to find what I feel at the moment, literally a half a second before I click record. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. Well, and it's 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 much like powerlifting or weightlifting. You know, you get out of it for too long, and you have to kind of work yourself back into it. That's right. That's interesting that you mention uh, powerlifting. I uh, it, it's so frustrating. I have one more shoulder operation coming up here in a few months, and uh, it's it's really frustrating because I'm kind of into that groove where I'm getting back into my training, and I feel like okay, forget bench press because my shoulder is ruined, but I feel like I could raise a record that I have on my squat, but now here comes this shoulder operation in a couple of months and I'm going to be laid flat for about eight to 10 weeks. And it's, it's frustrating. 
It's frustrating. I love powerlifting, mm-hmm. and it's just been oh. put on hold, stop and start, for the last couple of years because of these operations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I, I see it online all the time. That's something you're very proud of and you should I be. Love it. Um, Thank you. It's just, yeah, absolutely. I mean, hell, I, I wish I could do a fraction of the weight that you can lift. <laughs> um, no, no, you don't. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> I bet it does. <laughs> it looks like it hurts. Do um, you remember me just trying to lift the bar? No weights uh, on it, just the bar. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. But you know what? You, you you still tried. I mean, I got two. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to scare. Step- no, I was gonna say I don't want to scare people away from powerlifting. I'm kind of joking when I say it hurts. You know, if you train properly. Now I'm 53 years old. I got my squat record when I turned 50, and mm-hmm. three years after that, I'm even stronger. So, the the lesson in that is is when you train properly, when you train focus, when you train natural, that was drug-free, you can make progress for a long, long time. And it doesn't hurt. I put hurt in quotes. I mean, you have to work hard and you will be tired from time to time. But if you're you're training smart, you're going to work in your pauses where you have a few days off to recuperate. And if you stay injury-free, then there's, there's no limits to, to, to how strong you can get up into a certain age. You know, like I said, I'm 53 and I'm still getting stronger. 53, this guy, I'm 40 years old and he looks younger than I do. <laughs> I have good lighting here. Okay. That's what it is. I have good lighting in the studio. Good lighting. <laughs> uh, so this book that you're writing, you want to give us a yeah. little bit of what it's about? Well, okay. Let me tell you this. Um, people are going to love it. Or they're going to hate it and love it, okay? Not just hate it, but they're going to hate it and love it. Because I'm, I'm telling, well, I'm telling my story, okay? Uh, this the, it, it's it's going to be three and possibly four books in a memoir series, and mm-hmm. a lot of people will say anybody who writes a memoir, well, that's very arrogant, very narcissistic. Okay, it can be. But the way I'm writing this is, first of all, I don't want to hurt anybody. I mean, there's some trauma that I need to relay in this writing. There's some ugly stories that I have to record through this writing. But that's my intention is not to hurt anybody. And I'm actually doing things. I don't want to reveal what I'm doing with the writing, but I'm doing things in that writing process that will protect people. Okay, so I just want to say that. Um, But I'm talking about the things that I experienced in my life starting as far back as I can remember. So the, the, the second chapter uh, is about um, my old neighborhood in Akron in Goodyear Heights, where in a three block radius, we had uh, several cousins that were more like brother and sister to us, both sets of grandparents, all of our aunts and uncles. And I talk about experiences there, and then it morphs into when I was seven years old when we moved out to Norton, which is a totally different atmosphere. It's a totally different way of living and of growing up. Mm -hmm. And being the only black kid in a class, and this would be in 1977 when we moved to Norway in third grade, there's some ugly stuff to write about. And I'm writing about it, and 
I know some people are going to get pissed off. Some people are going to get hurt. Some people may get surprised. Um, so I have this sense of adventure in this writing process. Mm -hmm. So that's where I am with this book. The first book is going to be from uh, as far back as I can remember and up until the summer before high school. And it's not this arrogant or narcissistic rehashing of all the glory of my life because there wasn't that much glory. There's a lot of trauma there. I mean, I'm a smiling, happy guy now, but I wasn't that back then. I think there's some lessons, not only that can help me, but I think there's some lessons in there. If there's anything arrogant, it's that I think that by reading this story, people may find something that they can use, you know, apply to their life and possibly find some recourse or find some comfort or find some explanation. So it's a lot of fun. And I'm doing things a little bit different. Now, I'm not even finished writing, but coming up here in a couple of weeks, people can subscribe to uh, a weekly reading. I will read a chapter a week, starting in a couple of weeks. I'll put it into an MP3 file, and it goes out with my weekly newsletter. So if you're interested in this story, if you want to get it pre-editing, this is the unedited uh, 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 version of my book. One chapter at a time, drip, 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 week long. Think about the, those old series in the 30s, 40s, and 50s where you would mm -hmm. stop on a cliffhanger and you've got to wait till the next week before you hear what's happening. Well, this is what I'm doing with my book. Uh, the proceeds, and it's only $1 a week, okay, $4 a month. So it's not going to break the bank if people want to get in on this. And that funding will go towards the final production of the paperback and hardcover of this book. Plus, you get to be in, in a fun little environment a fun little newsletter and you can actually contribute to feedback when i then go into the editing process here in a couple of months now just on that note and for the sake of the show i would like you to say instead of you could be a part of that you could say and you better, and, you better and, be a part of that <laughs> no no i dare no. you to not be a part of that no <laughs> i'm sorry save if, if you want john island raw and uncut baby and that smooth ass <laughs> buttery voice. <laughs> okay. You can plug you, you plug this in wherever you want. I'll say it. All right. All right. So if you <laughs> so if you want John if you want John Allen raw and uncut, send me an email. John at johnallenpod.com. That's J O H N at J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D dot com. Raw and uncut. Smooth. That good smooth blending of butter and milk chocolate. Man, I got the gooseies. Hey. <laughs> take that take that to bed with you tonight. Hell yeah. <laughs> Baby, you getting lucky. <laughs> see, how I, see what I do for you guys? Do you see what I do for y'all? Oh, man, I love you, John. <laughs> I love you back. I love you back. What can I say? Um, but what were you going to say, babe? Oh, I was just going to ask, has it been therapeutic to write your mm. memoirs and mm. kind of go back and think about past uh, traumas? Ab and ab absolutely. Uh, I, I think I'm approaching this from a position of strength, whereas... 10, 12 years ago when I tried to write this and a few times in between where I tried to write this, I couldn't get past 
three or four chapters because it was too much, too heavy, too emotional. Uh, and I couldn't deal with it. So I chose not to deal with it. I just put it away. Um, but this is the real thing. I've come a long way into the process. I'm ready to put it out there. Like I say, pre-edited. Um, it just feels real this time. Uh, it's very therapeutic. Um, I have to say losing my son, uh, to his, to his, uh, heroin addiction, it, it, you know, God knows I miss him, but, but losing him strengthened me in ways that I discover almost daily. And one of those ways that it strengthened me was to, was it strengthened me to approach my own past. You know, uh, he lost so much of his future. Uh, and that loss strengthened me to approach my past. Yeah. It's very therapeutic. This writing oh, process is very therapeutic. And I, I have to tell you, there's a little bit of anxiety, but again, this is going to be a therapeutic strengthening process when I start sharing it, you know, sitting in front of the microphone, reading it, and then sending it out there before I've even edited it. That's okay. going to be a process in itself. I love that you are including an audio format for that as well. I think that's super yeah. cool. Not a whole lot of people. I mean, people do audiobooks, but like not a, a lot of people do the the like a series, you know, like yes. hey, yeah. you know, tune in this week and you'll get, you know. So I think that's, that's pretty exactly original. That, well, well, thank you. Um that's uh I don't know where I came up with that idea. I was just you know, even though I was sick with COVID and I, and, and like I said, I had to put my uh, podcast on hold, it just gave me time to have a different creative outlet. You know, I had already been well into the writing process before I got sick, but I got even more into that writing process uh, when I, when I was focusing on just that as a creative outlet. And yeah. somehow this idea of putting it in a series format well, I'll tell you where a lot of it came from. Um, when I was finishing chapters, I would read them to Snoopy. And and God, God bless her. She's so, so sweet to me. I don't deserve her. But she still, after 20 some odd years of us being together, she still compliments me on my voice. So she said that if people could hear me reading this, then there might be something there. And that planted the seed mm -hmm. to make this into some sort of, you know, subscription that can be fun for people who want to get into it. I also, I also want, uh, and, and this is just as a consumer. Um, I want you to do the voices. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're talking about your stint in the Chicago PD, you know, I, I, I want the, <laughs> we got a call on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you want a whole production behind it, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, uh, Explosions, boom! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great creative outlet to write and then to think about, you know, the, the subscription, the upcoming subscription, and thinking further down the road on the actual release. How am I going to do that? What kind of media appearances am I going to make? It's, it's just fun thinking it through. And mm -hmm. underneath all of that is the writing process itself, which takes me down memory lane, which, which, which. Um, in some cases forces me to deal with things that I haven't dealt with. So it, it's, it's a beautiful process. It really is. You know, there's actually another podcaster I want to introduce you to. Um, yeah. Listen to the, um, the episode with Annette. Um, it's in the title of our last season. Um, 
so what she does is it's not necessarily like a memoir or anything like that, but she runs a podcast called Music Junkies. I'm sure you've seen me oh. promote. Um, I have, yeah. And uh, she takes like an original spin on things. Um, and I think you might, you of all people might benefit from this as well. Um, what she does is she kind of makes you think about uh-huh. music that's influenced you in your life and the stories that are attached to those, mu- you know, to that music. Like, you know, uh, it might not be something you listen to now, but like something you listened to when you were 13 years old and well, there's a story attached to it. You well, know, I tell I you, think- um, yeah. Another thing that I'm working on is my radio station. I've spoken with you about that. You guys are going to play yeah. a part in that. Um, yet another thing put on hold because I got sick this, this uh, summer. But anyway, eventually my radio station, uh, internet radio station is going to be up and running. Mm -hmm. And that is very much in line with what you're talking about her podcast in that the songs, the playlists that go onto my radio station, uh, talk about narcissism and, and, and ego. I'm being very (laughs) selfish when it comes to the playlist that is going onto my uh, radio station. It's all, music that means or meant something to me so there's there's memories in it my my life is a soundtrack i am very much hooked into music music is in my it's in my it's in everything i do uh it's it's uh it's the heartbeat of my life uh and that's going to come out in my in my radio station when that time comes later on uh this 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 upcoming winter maybe maybe a, a few months into 2023 that'll be coming but the mu- music oh i i wouldn't be who i am without it now liz and i we weren't going to say anything about it but now that you're on the uh the subject of the radio station um since we have canceled the memoirs of a modern marriage name, we were thinking about moving that name to your radio station and keeping it more true to how we actually originally planned it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas it's like more about just like, you know, the, 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 the memoirs of our marriage and, you know, people that we showcase, you know, um, yeah. in, in more of a positive and uplifting way. Now that is just yeah. our tentative plan right now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a, a good one um, to kind of keep the memoirs thing alive. Yes. Yeah. But from my end, I have such a respect for what you guys do. I love you guys to death. You guys can get on the microphone and just fart. And I'll put that on my radio station. Oh, don't tell us to do that because we're farting. Oh, God, buddy. what have I done? Now they're going to do it. <laughs> I, don't, I was going to say, like, don't give us free reign because uh, that Monsters Under My episode was... <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> no, but, oh, but, yeah. but, but that ridiculousness is so entertaining I, I love what you guys are doing i love it i just it's I like we, it. we, we, uh, we we try yeah i was gonna say we we recorded that episode and he like ended the recording and i'm like what the hell was we can't play that for anybody <laughs> like what was that like that's awful and then we listened to it the next day and we were dying. We we're cracking up. We're like, okay, yeah, this one's good. <laughs> and, and you guys know as, as creators, as, as artists, sometimes you don't see the value in, or the, you don't see the beauty in some of the art or the content that you produce, but your listeners, your viewers will see it, you know? So yeah. uh, I'm a believer in everything goes out there, whether I like it or not, if I've done it mm-hmm. with the original intent of putting it out there, I put it out there even if I hate it and mm-hmm. come what may. Yeah. 
Well, um, I don't know if you I, know this. Oh, go ahead, babe. Oh, I was just going to say, I really like the idea of you putting out your memoirs uh, a chapter at a time, because right now we live in a society where everything is on demand. We want it right now. Yes. Um, but it makes me think of, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, a Christmas story when Ralphie has to tune in every every week to listen to Little yep. Orphan Annie. And uh, I, there's something about that that I kind of like. So that's yeah. really interesting. And I, I really like that idea. Well, thank you. You know, I, um, I, I go back and forth between thinking, yeah, you know, maybe people are going to think this is weird and they may not like it. And then I'll switch to, you know what, this is different. So they'll like it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking this is Mm -hmm. different. So they're not going to like it. But in the end, when I really stop and think about what it does for me, that therapeutic process, that feeling of Mm -hmm. creating something, it doesn't really matter how many people dig it, you know, with this, with this mm-hmm. audio thing. Uh, again, it's, it's pre-edited. Uh, the intention is to put something fun and different out there. Proceeds, uh, $1 a week proceeds will go towards funding the uh, final release. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way it's two products in one. I'm writing this book. Here's the first product, this unedited audio. And then later on, I'm going to do that editing process, finish up the writing process, and now you can buy the book. And those who are in on the subscription are going to get a, a meaningful discount on the final book. You heard it here, folks. He's going to give you a meaningful discount. Meaning, meaning. You've had discounts before. You've had discounts before, okay? But this is a meaningful discount. That's right. It's going to be substantially substantially low uh, so low we can't even <laughs> so low you can't even think about how low the price is going to be can't even think <laughs> well, about hold on it now. You i gotta, I gotta, I gotta make some i gotta get i gotta get paid now okay come on now. <laughs> it's not gonna be that low okay <laughs> and that's why you didn't make it as easy as car salesman hun <laughs> <laughs> And you heard it here first. John Allen needs to make a profit. Um, <laughs> I got to eat. That's right. Uh, so uh, going back to um, COVID. Um, yes. So you've had some downtime in COVID and you've used it yes. productively. Yes, I have. Um, so let's talk about your I music. Would... Yeah. Um, wow. There's always so much going on with my music because if I'm not writing or recording something for my own project, I'm writing something for someone else. Uh, I found, I I kind of found my nice comfortable pocket here in Norway as an American songwriter. Uh, I'm easily marketable because there are a huge number of Norwegian artists, rather famous, and rather talented Norwegian artists who want their music uh, to be performed in English. And there's varying levels in their capabilities when it comes to writing in English. So if they need help with that, that's where I come in. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is uh, that coaching process in the studio when it comes to pronunciation. Um, You know, they want to try and dampen that Norwegian accent and sing more straightforward American English. 
I step in the studio with some of these people. And I haven't done that in, it's been a couple of weeks. And then before that, it was several months. And then it was kind of choppy because of the shutdown, you know, over the last two years because of COVID. But that's always been something I've done since, uh, what, 2003. I think I started with that the year after we moved here. So there's always something going on. So again, when I was sick with COVID now, I wrote a couple new songs for myself. Um, afterwards, or, or I'm sorry, right before I got sick, I had a, about a week of sessions uh, on a project in the studio, coaching uh, the writing process, um, uh, delivering lyrics that I had written and coaching uh, the vocalist on the microphone. So there's always something going on, man. There's always something going on with the music. And unfortunately, all of this stuff that I do for other artists has continually gotten in the way of me releasing my own project. I only have four singles out there. And that's that's not enough. <laughs> I have so much more not to put out there, but it's always it's always been getting in the way. Yeah. Um, as far as your... Uh... Your music is concerned. Um, You only have four singles out in the world right now. These new ones that you're working on, does that contribute to that? Or is that actually, uh, you know, is that part of the four? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what I'm going to do? The the, the idea of me, because these four singles, it started off with two singles that were supposed to be the prelude to the album release. And then things just started happening and whatever. So I said, okay, let me do one more single, make it three singles. And then I'll, I'll push back the album release, but I'll, I'll release the album with three singles. And it just kept getting delayed to four singles. And I haven't done anything for the last two years, as far as releasing my own music. Uh, That fourth single is the last thing I've released. And I'm thinking now that maybe I should just think about releasing singles. It'll be less stress. I have singles ready to go and maybe I should just do that and forget about putting an album out for now. Honestly, I think that's the best way to do it, especially with the way that uh, streaming services work. Um, They've kind of gone almost in reverse in the music industry um, where if like an artist puts out a song, you hear it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the way it was back in the, you know, fifties, you know, sixties, like, you know, when, when artists would put out a song, they would either put it out as a single on the radio or they would put it on a three song album. Uh, what do they call those? 45s or something. Yeah. Um, they would put it on like a three song album where you just heard those songs and that's what they did. And then eventually they compiled them and put them into a full length album. Um, well with streaming (laughs) services, it's kind of gone back to that where an artist will come out and they'll drop a new song or they'll drop two new songs and it's available right now on demand. And, uh, you know, I think as an artist, it's a smart move to stay up with that, with that time because I think so. uh, I think so. When when Past Euphoria did that, we went into the album and we recorded a nine song album, you know, like it was just nine, you know, it was a full length album. It cost us an arm and a leg to to put in uh, to it. And then when we when we uploaded it, it the, the reward did not equal 
you know, the, uh, let me, let me the, ask you the, something. What was the biggest cost? What was the biggest cost in your album making process? Um, so in total, and I'm just going to go ahead and kind of lay the number out there. Your wife's sanity. Total, your wife's sanity. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking financial figures, but yes, the wife's sanity is a big part of that as well. But talking on a financial standpoint, um, it costs, uh, just for a local band album that has never actually had like too many like roots planted into the ground, it costs us around a thousand dollars in total. Yeah. And that was between recording, mixing, mastering, uh, and and I'm also including our uh, our EP as well, because um, yeah. the EP became part of the album. Uh, so in total, it costs about a thousand dollars, and that was just to get everything together. You know, um, yeah, that's not yeah. that's not gonna that's not gonna say for like the distribution side of things either, because the distribution yeah. side of things was actually a little more. Um, my violinist wanted some CDs, and that cost us, you know, quite a bit. Um, and then the streaming You're services. About the cost, the cost of the cost of printing up the CDs. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, print, printing, printing and put it. Yeah. Putting all the CDs with the music and yeah. Getting it out into the world. That costs quite a bit. I mean, you're looking at like, um, 50 CDs for a hundred and $150, you know, and it's, e it's even more expensive over here in Norway because most of the, there are companies here in Norway that do that, but they, they've still got the prices jacked up. So then if you yeah. want to go out to you know, uh, England or Germany and use some company there to print it up, then you've got horrendous shipping costs to right. get it back here to Norway. So the CD route is very expensive here in Norway. And I think, I think nowadays it's more cost effective to treat CDs as a novelty rather than a necessity. Yes. You know, I think so. I agree with um, that. We don't even own a CD player in this house. So well, oh, really? that's, that's not true. I have a dual CD player over here that's uh, for DJing, so ah. we could always use that, and it'll go through my PA system. It's really cool, but I've never used it. Yeah. It just sits there okay. and collects dust. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, the, the whole, the whole. Um, how do I say this? I never. I, I do a lot of different things, um, but I never feel like I'm doing too much until it's time to do something with my music. It seems like that is what suffers, you know. Uh, I can't release an album or I can't even properly finish recording a single because of, uh, uh, you know, commitments to my podcast, commitments to writing, uh, commitments to other musicians and whatnot. So I always have time for everything I do except on occasion, this thing with music. And that really bothers me because of all the things that I do, I like the music thing the best. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, John, you know, you know, right now I'm going to school for marketing, right? Yes, I do. So maybe me and you could talk later about doing some business with that. I can help you on that. the music side of things. And the book. And the book, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think I will not be a marketer by the time you put that book out. By the sounds of it, however, <laughs> your your next book, the next your one. next part book, two in the series, part, part two, two in, in the, the series, part series. 
Yes. Part two we can in a three part, possibly that. four part series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, but um, this, this whole thing with music, man, like I was telling you, my, my life wouldn't be what it is without it. Uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I turn on, I, I, I turn on Spotify or iTunes or whatever and, and throw on these playlists that are relevant uh, to me. And it tells a story. It throws me back mm-hmm. to that time when I was however old or however young doing this, that, and the other. And man, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. It's, um, that's the magic of music, man. It takes us mm-hmm. places. It really does. And, and I've explained that before too. I, you know, um, even going back to the, the, uh, music junkies podcast with Annette, like she makes you think about those experiences yeah. and I gotta, I, think, I gotta get in touch with Annette. Yeah. I'll, um, uh, so I was going to say, um, she's going to have us on separately and you have to submit a 10 to 15 song playlist. Dave has already submitted his playlist and he's scheduled. I'm still working on my playlist. You like, guys have how to do send you... me. Yeah. You, you, but I just want to bump in and say, you guys have to send me some contact information to get a hold of her. Uh, I definitely I, will. I would love to talk with her. I would love to get on that show. Um, but no, you were I saying, you were saying that, okay. Yeah. I would love to reach out to her and see if I can get on. Yeah, absolutely. But you were saying, Liz, you have trouble uh, putting your playlist together. Yeah. Um, I have seven and a half songs on my playlist and it's been what over a month that I've been working on it, but I'm, I've gone back to music from high school that I haven't listened to since high school and just trying to really find like the songs that kind of have formed who I am and where, like how my music taste has kind of evolved from high school to, adulthood and like i'm actually putting like thought into it and dave's like boom 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 here's my playlist and i'm like oh no i'm only in like sophomore year of high school like what are you doing (laughs) yeah she asked for 10 to 15 songs i gave her 16 songs and i could have kept going (laughs) yeah Yeah. well that's one of the most fun things that's one of the things that's the most fun about um when it comes to having a radio station and being a, being a program director, uh, sitting down and thinking, okay, for this hour, what music am I going to play? And I know there's program directors in the radio world who don't care. They just have this bought and paid, this bought and paid for um, uh, a bunch of music, you know, that's very corporate oriented. The, 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 the days of the, DJ who plays what he or she wants are almost gone. But that's one of the fun things about having an independent radio station where I am the program director and the voice on the mic. I can do what the heck I want. And I love that process of every time my show was on sitting down and figuring out for the next two hours at a two hour long program, then uh, for the next two hours, what music am I going to play? And there's always a meaning behind it. Those songs are going to dictate what I'm going to say on the mic in between songs. I'm trying to put a yeah. feeling out there. It's a, it's a, uh, I call it art, you know, setting yeah. up uh, a, a radio program like that is, is another form of artistic expression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've actually seen a lot of things online about like, you know, start your radio station for free. And uh, like, 
I, I wonder how many people actually fall for that, not <laughs> thinking about actually how hard it is to to get this out to the world. Because I mean, yeah, it's so easy to start something, but but really putting it out there and getting people to listen to it, that's gonna be the art. Yeah. That's gonna be the hard part. Yes. You know? <clears throat> yeah, because not everyone is gonna share your vision. Um, but but one thing that can be hinted at is that some people, like you say, they kind of just fall for that whole, oh yeah, I can have a radio station for free. And then they just kind of do it, but there's no thought behind it. But if you're going to have something of substance when it comes to starting up your own internet radio station, there's a lot of thought that goes into it, and it's not going to be free. You're going to have to pay some money for it. So there's there's a different level of commitment if you're going to do it right. It does cost money. You've got to have the right equipment. Um, and it's going to take a lot of time as well. Now, things can be automated as far as the playlist, but you can't rely on people getting excited if you're telling them they can go and listen to your radio station and it's just a pre-generated playlist that's going to go in a different in a varying order but it's the same bunch of song that's going to get played 24 7 that's not what people want to hear the people who are going to click into your internet radio station they want to hear you and other talent actually on the microphone live or if it's pre-recorded it's 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 pre-recorded with a purpose you know, for this hour, yeah. this is the program. It's Dave and Liz for this hour. And here's what we're going to talk about. Here's the music we're going to play, you know. Um, but unfortunately, you hear some people, when you mention internet radio, people just kind of roll their eyes because you have these people who just plug in a bunch of music and just let it roll 24-7. And they think that there's going to be some... I mean, I don't know if they get any kind of satisfaction out of that, but they're, they're definitely not going to make any money off of it. And People don't that's another that. thing. You're, right. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, and that's another thing, too, kind of building on your point. Um, a lot of people, they they want something different. They want something unique, but they're so conditioned to that repetition that was not yes. meant to rhyme, but it totally did, and it worked out, and I loved it. You said a few minutes ago you you got DJ equipment. I think you should start doing some mix master stuff and rapping a little bit. Oh, you know, I, I do have a rap song out in the world. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, I don't know. Uh -oh. I don't know, I don't know if... Uh, DJ Dave. I don't know Is it if, your uh, mumble rap Ken, song that you kid. did to make fun of mumble rap? Uh, the trash can song? Yeah. Yeah. DJ Dave, the Kenmore kid in the house. That's no, right. but Mr. you know, Nasty. people there you go. But but you know, it it's there has to be some substance to it if you're gonna pull people away because people are sick and tired of this corporate radio thing, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I know and see and this is the reason for me wanting to do this uh uh internet radio thing. Let me go back a little bit. I had a gig here in Norway. Uh I was headhunted. Um and got plugged in to this company on their FM radio station. And I had my program there for a while. And I loved it. Uh, you know, I, I, I told you that currently what I love the most is, is making music and, and, and performing music. I think I like doing that radio thing with my own program better than that. It was so freeing. It was so uh, expressive for me. And I had so much fun. 
um, after what was it? Three, three and a half months on that FM radio gig. I quit and started making the plans to start my own uh, radio station. That's how much I loved it. And in all of that is the, is, is my certainty that I can offer people something that they're not going to hear on the FM radio waves because there's that corporate influence, which kills all artistic Mm -hmm. expression. They play good music, but they play a lot of shitty music too. And they're removing that personality element that the old school DJs up through the, you know, seventies and eighties and maybe into the nineties, that personality that that radio DJ, that radio personality brought to the table, brought to the microphone. Yeah. Uh, that's gone. That's gone these days. Mm-hmm. Well, don't they say that like regular, like traditional radio, that's not going to last much longer. Um, I don't think because- it is. I mean, for me, as soon as I get in the car, I connect my phone and I listen to exactly what I want to listen to. I don't have to listen to crap that is not interesting to me. Exactly. Yeah. So as a, as an internet radio station, uh, programmer, um, you have to come with something different. Uh, and that means you have to spend money. So again, if you hear somebody talking about their free internet radio station that they created for free, that's going to say a lot about the quality. Uh, right. You know, you've got to have that mechanism to distribute it. You've got to have uh, the content. You've got to have the equipment. So it is an investment in time and money and creativity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't think people realize, even just on the level of podcasting, how much you actually have to put into audio yes. equipment just to yes. sound good. You know, I mean, I'm on the cheap side of things and I'm still running about $1,500 and that's just to run it into the computer. You know, Uh, that's not that's not including my $10,000, you know, uh, DJ equipment over there Um, or or, you know, the cost of instruments if I want to play music or, you know, the thing is, is like audio costs a shit ton of money and, you know, the more you spend, the so better important. you're going to sound. Yeah, and and the audio is so important. Uh, I, you know, this thing right here, this 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 cell phone, where I listen to. See, it's you're caught between a rock and a hard place. You know, I don't like what's on the radio, the corporate radio stations. I don't like it. It's boring. It doesn't stimulate me. Right. So I have to turn to Spotify. But Spotify, through this thing, even with decent headphones, it still sounds like it's coming out of the bottom of a toilet. It's not yeah. that optimal audio that that uh, that that I'm used to. Um, right. It's it. It it's, doesn't it's have the sad. warmth. It's just sad. No, and it and it's sad that that's the way things are. So. When that is the way things are, for God's sakes, if you're running a podcast, and especially if you're in the radio world do something when it comes to the equipment that you buy in so that you can raise that sound quality as high as you possibly can. Think about yeah, your because, listener. Think about it. Because once it gets out into the world, it goes from a wave format, which is going to yes. be a much larger uh, file into an MP3 format, which is more compressed. And most people are so conditioned to the MP3 that they don't hear it. 
but people like you and I who are used to the audio side yes. of things can hear the those the the change in warmth that it yes, takes yes. and you have to be able to acclimate that to an mp3 well if you're of a certain age and you have kids of a certain age uh go out buy a record player buy an lp put headphones on your kids and play that play a song through spotify and then take the lp and put headphones on your kid and play that lp i guarantee you their faces will light up it's like you're yeah. introducing them to, to to god himself because it, it, it's that big of a difference in the sound. And I think it's sad that kids of a certain age are not aware of how they're being robbed of the proper sound quality. Now, I sound like an old dude. Uh, don't think of me as an old dude. Think of me as someone who knows the beauty of proper sound. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, I like listening to records because I like that little crackle at the beginning as soon as yes. you put the needle down. I love that. Yeah. And you don't get that yeah. any, you know, so. Well, there's just so many frequencies that are removed by the time it comes out through Spotify. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there are whole instrument passages that you don't hear yeah. when you listen to certain songs on Spotify. You've got to get that LP or at least the CD sound. Yeah. Forget about an LP. Listen to a CD as opposed to, to the crap that comes out through Spotify and iTunes. I think I'm ruining any chance of getting sponsorship through uh, <laughs> Spotify and iTunes. But, uh, hey, you know what? Well, you John know, Allen doesn't love you, Spotify, but we do. We love you, Spotify. <laughs> well, thank you, Spotify, was, for, for putting my podcast out there. Thank you, Spotify. <laughs> I was going to say when Dave would record songs himself and mix it himself, we had to listen to it everywhere. To see yeah. how it sounded. Yes. We listened yeah. to it on the Bluetooth speaker. We listened to it on our phones. We listened to it through the laptop. Plug it into the car. the car. Yeah, we so Yep. Because every speaker is gonna That's sound what I different. Live with. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. Every no, speaker is gonna sound different. That, I just think it's sad that today uh this quality of sound is so poor and yet Nobody knows it. It's accepted. That's what people know these days. I, I and I, I think it's sad. I think well, it's sad. I want that on my gravestone when I die. John loved real sound. He thinks new sound is sad. <laughs> new new sound <laughs> killed him. <Yeah. laughs> Here lies John Allen, the man who loved actual sound. Um. So uh, speaking of your music and yes. all that. Uh, you know, I'm either going to ask you to grab an instrument at some point, right? Or, or you could just sing to me a cappella. But I, I would love to hear one of your new songs, or even one of your old songs. Well, I don't. Um, normally, I would jump at the chance to show what's going on or what I'm worth when it comes to performing. But I told you about this shoulder issue, my and. I've got a shoulder surgery coming up. So that is actually a, a thing that has gotten in the way. I can't, I, I can sit and play the guitar for five minutes before I've got to put it down because my shoulder is screaming. So th this physical thing has gotten in the way of my performative thing when it comes to music. Music is a physical thing. You know, sitting at the mixing desk and doing all this stuff is a physical thing. So yeah. with this pain in my shoulder, the way it is, it's really cut into my, uh, my, um, 
ability to perform and I miss performing live. I miss it. But people can go on and, and I just got done yelling about uh, uh, Spotify being shitty, but people can go on Spotify and uh, my wonderful my Spotify. Is, yeah. <laughs> I love Spotify when I, when, when I love Spotify, I love them. No, uh, go into John Allen, J O H N A L A N. Some people want to spell it A L L A N, but it's A L A N. Um, there's a beautiful graphic with my, uh, with my, uh, Loyal Oak logo, uh, a lot of black and orange, red, uh, fall autumn colors. Uh, and I say that because there is another artist out there named John Allen and he sucks. You don't want to hear him. You want to listen to me, John Allen, the one that's the, the one that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The good one. <laughs> Now, I, I jest. I'm sure people love this other John Allen's music, but there is another artist named John Allen. So I, No, I, he's I, terrible. He, he's terrible. No, but it is important that people know the difference because it's a totally different type of music that he is putting out there. Uh, you'll find my four singles out there. I, I would say my favorite of those four is Edge of It All, a nice okay. little semi-ballad, semi-singer-songwriter semi-soulful uh, type of thing. Uh, All right. So, very so you remember, you remember when you squeezed us on your episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to squeeze you now. Squeeze, I want to hear a verse. Squeeze away. I want to hear a verse. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of water. <clears throat> and you're talking to a man who every time I perform live, I have to have my lyrics taped to the floor. Cause I forget, <laughs> I forget <laughs> what I wrote. Um, yeah, let's see. Edge of it all. Um, let me let me say a little bit about that song first, because I'm so proud of uh, the lyrics and the production. I mean, it's an acoustic song. There's not even any bass in it. It's just the guitar and some percussion. But I put a lot of focus into balancing that song to where you don't feel like you're missing any He's bass gonna be as he picks up a bass. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> And um, I worked really hard on filling out the, the, the sound picture with background vocals. I'm so proud of the background vocals on Edge of It All. Um, uh, and it's all me. A lot of people say, well, who, who are those women you got to sing background? No, it's not ladies. That's me <laughs> singing the high part as well. <laughs> um, and at the beginning, you hear a little child uh, counting off the song one, two, three, four. That's uh, my daughter Savannah Lynn when she was maybe two years old. Mm-hmm. I uh, recorded her just counting, and I took that and plugged it in in time as the countdown for that song. So mm-hmm. I would have shit myself <laughs> laughing if you said that was you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's my girl Savannah. She's uh, seventeen now, but I think she was two two years old when I recorded that countdown there. And um, here's, a, here's a testament to how music can be, or how you can be inspired through music. music. Now, I had written that song, and I recorded the lead vocal. And I said, I need some background vocals. And those background vocals that you hear, uh, at least two parts, I think it's a three-part harmony, if I remember right. But at least two parts of that harmony were recorded during a dinner with my family. We're trying to eat, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go. And I would run into the studio and sing a couple of lines and go back and eat. Oh, yeah, I know I got another idea for the, for, for the harmony. And I would run back in and record. So it's just 
when you feel, or at least when I feel that inspiration, I, I have to stop what I'm doing and capture it. And that's one of the big, big advantages and blessings of having a home studio is that you can do that. When you get that inspiration, if it's in the middle of the night, you can just get up, grab a cup of coffee and go in the studio and get it down, get it recorded. So that's what I did with, um, with Edge of It All. It was a all back right. and forth thing. So we, yeah. set the, we set the tone a little bit, got the mood lighting. The hold tone. on, hold on, hold on. We're going to get that mood lighting. Here, we're going to do that right now. Let me ask you something. I'm going to try something here on my phone. Mood lighting. There we go. There we go. Yeah, buddy. Let's see. Let me find, let me pull up something here. Can you guys hear this now? Do you hear that music? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I was born ready, champ. Let's go. Think I'll sit at the edge of it all and observe for a while. Lean back and write a song about how y'all miss my smile. I don't think y'all need me to work it out. Ooh, yeah, I think y'all can work it out. Yeah, there you go. That's the first verse. And then the chorus is, I'm at the edge looking around. There's another hey, good thing going down. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. That was, that, that was good. That was good. I like that a lot. It sounds um, better with accompanying guitar, but my shoulder says no. Hey, you know what? Who, who cares what your shoulder says? You're doing fine. <laughs> You're doing you. fine. But I, I, I just love that. I love that creative process. I love writing music. Um, of course, I hope other people love it. But for me, the love comes with that creative process. Mission accomplished as soon as I've recorded it and it's out there. Mission yeah. accomplished. That is fantastic, John. Um, now, uh, I, I am. Oh, go ahead, babe. Oh, I was just going to say kudos to you for staying busy when you had COVID because oh. we think we had COVID and I laid in bed for four days crying. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> so, John doesn't let shit stop him. I think well, we had I, I gotta, just. We had cans of soup and just barely even heated it up on the stove and took it back to my bedroom. <laughs> no, I got to tell you, I was miserable. That's the sickest I've ever been in my life. I can't, I can't remember being that sick with fever and and the body aches and just being laid out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. The, the, the sun, the moon, and the stars lined up properly, and, and the, the, the inspiration to focus even more on my writing hit me, and I, and I, and I did it. So um, that's the muse. She comes knocking and, and you've got to answer. Yeah. Now, John, uh, I am going to ask you uh, just a, a, a more personal question here. How the hell is Snoopy doing? Yeah, I thought you were going to squeeze me. I thought you were going to squeeze me, man. I, I haven't been squeezed yet. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, nah, man, you could do worse than that. Um, <laughs> how's Snoopy doing? 
Oh, she's. Uh, I, I got chills as soon as you asked me that, and I started thinking about it. Uh, she's just the most uh, beautiful thing in my life. She has. She she's quite the rock. She is quite. You know, I, I talked about the muse. That that woman is my muse. Uh, I write songs about her. Uh, I do things thinking about what she's going to think of it once I've done it. Um, she is that, um, she, she's that focal point, uh, in my life. And not only does she support everything I do, she pushes me forward when I want to stop, when I want to take a break, when I want to give up on something. Uh, I would not be, I wouldn't have started thinking about this book writing process 10, 12 years ago if it wasn't for her. She's the one that told me I have a story to tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel I had a story to tell. I just had a life that I had been living. She's the one that told me there's a story in there that you should tell. That's her. That's all her. Um, it's, 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 um, it's, a, it's a match made in heaven, if I can use a stupid cliche. Uh, but, but it is a match made in heaven. She, she, um, she's the closest thing to perfect that I know. I say that straight from the heart. That, that is probably the most romantic thing I've ever heard. Um, well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I mean every word of it. I try to be that romantic with Liz, but I'm not that emotional. So, Oh Yeah. But I, I, I try to show Liz how much she means to me. Um, and uh, she, she still downs on herself all the time. Like, that's right. I just told on you. <laughs> no, but you guys, uh, uh, you guys are a good match. You guys are, I, I think you guys are adorable together in this whole mm-hmm. thing. And I tell Snoopy all the time, uh, you know, she'll show up as my guest on my podcast. But I want her to be more of a um, like a co-host. Feature. Yeah, yeah, co-host, more of a permanent feature of it. But she's too shy for that. Um, I so don't to see, see you guys that. doing this. I oh, don't no, see she that. She came across her. as she came across as like a firecracker. <laughs> well, she is when you mm-hmm. get going, and I'm very surprised that she actually sat here and did that episode because she's never done that before. Mm-hmm. If you look back through my archive of episodes. There's only, it's only been recently, though, some of the recent episodes that she has shown her face. Yeah. Usually the camera is set so that all you do is see these stubby little hands gesticulating <laughs> and you hear her voice. So it's mm-hmm. only in the few recent episodes that she started letting her face be on camera. So mm-hmm. that says a lot. Well, she is well, wait, wait, wait. Did that start with us? No, actually, actually, we were on a reality TV series here in Norway. Uh, they came into our home and uh, challenged us to throw stuff away. That's you, or I'm sorry, not throw it away, but give it away. You know, give it to charity or give it to recycling mm-hmm. things that we didn't need anymore. And it's a mm-hmm. it's a big uh, uh, reality program, and we were the first household that they came to. So uh, now I had been on television a lot before, but that was the first time Snoopy has been on television. I think that kind of opened her up to to uh, to putting herself out there. They were here filming for for a, a whole week, and then uh, it was an hour long episode that came on national TV here. So I think that kind of broke her shell, and now she mm-hmm. she feels a little more comfortable with being on camera. It's 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 that 
average type of camera shyness that a lot of people have. Um, but once you're on camera, it becomes a lot easier. So I oh, expect yeah. her now when she comes on, when she comes on as a guest, she'll let her face be shown, but I don't think she'll come on more often as a guest mm-hmm. than she has before. We'll get because her, John. She's still a little uncomfortable. Uh, we need to get her out there. Yeah, we'll, we'll so get my, her. My, my, my favorite episodes are when she's on. Mm-hmm. I love T. I love You guys are a great dynamic. Think, oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, it's you know, we, we have a good life. I'm incredibly fortunate to to have her and our, our uh, two beautiful kids uh, with her. And it's just, uh, it's it's more than I deserve. I, I spend my life living up to that, uh, but there's no stress in that. I enjoy that challenge. It makes me live better. Yeah. Well, John, I would like to thank you for being on the podcast today. Um, I really, 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 really enjoy our friendship. I'm glad you've taken the time so out I, to man. do this. Um, thank you. I'm going to set the stage for you. I want you to give me what's coming up for John Allen. And I want links to your show podcast. I'm going to, I'm still going to make your guest profile on our website. Like we already did all once already. Um, I'm going to attach that so people can go to our website, search the episode. They'll be able to uh, connect with you, connect with your music, connect with all, all of the things, all of the things, John Allen. Um, but, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the most important thing for people to get in touch with me and to see the type of work that I'm doing is this subscription. Again, it's only a dollar a week, $4 a month. Uh, if you want to get in on that now, uh, here in a few days, there's going to be a landing page where you can just click in and subscribe and pay all in one stop. But until that is up and running, send me an email, uh, J O H N at John Allen pod dot com j o h n a l a n p o d dot com send me an email there and write uh subscription and then when that landing page comes up i will send it to you by a link you can get in you can listen to me read these chapters if you like my voice if you think it's soothing and i have to tell people some of those chapters are short some of them are long some of them are short it takes maybe five to ten minutes to read some of them are a bit longer but again this is a weekly thing one chapter per week plus a newsletter. So I really, really would love people to get on that. Uh, I'm looking forward to the feedback, whether people hate it or love it, because this is a new venture for me to write this book. And it's definitely a new thing to do the subscription where they can get one chapter at a time. So send me that email. Uh, When it comes to my music, uh, my podcast, that's on my website at johnallenpod.com, J-O-H-N-A-L-A-N-P-O-D.com. People can find everything there. If you want to hook up with me directly on Twitter, uh, you can uh, do that. I'm at John Allen Pod on Twitter. Uh, there's a link tree in my bio on Twitter. You can click on there and it'll take you wherever you want to go. If you want to support my work, if you want to see more of the work that I do, it's all in that link tree. Um, if you want to hook up with me on Facebook, um, as you know, I, uh, no, you don't know this. I actually lost all of my Facebook, all of my meta profiles I lost. So I'm starting over now on Facebook. You actually mentioned something about that Did before. I, yeah. yeah. Let um, me tell you. Let me tell you. It you was got rough. hacked, right? I got hacked and that led to me losing my meta profiles. And 
we're talking about a little over 7,000 contacts. So when it comes to marketing my work, I'm starting from scratch now. It hurt. It really hurt. Mm -hmm. But, oh, but yeah. you can come to my private Facebook page, John Allen, and there's a picture, a profile picture of me. I'm wearing this exact same T-shirt. Um, he always so wears you know that T-shirt. He, he, he never washes it. It's starting to smell. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it smells used. No, so, so you'll see me on Facebook there. Uh, go there um, uh, and, and join the chaos there. So there's how people can find me and, and, and check out what I'm doing. My music is available on Spotify, iTunes. My podcast is available through my website, uh, Spotify, iTunes. I also ask that people go to my YouTube channel. That's where I want you to be. If you're if you're into my podcast, that's where I want you to be. I want you to click that doggone subscribe thing. So many people are watching, but they're not clicking that subscribe thing. Subscribe, please, and ring that bell icon so that you get an update every time I release a new video episode. Yeah, I agree. Subscribe and subscribe to our channel too. I mean, it's fairly new. We ain't got that many people. We want all the people, all of them, but John Allen the most because John Allen's way better than we are when it comes to podcasting. Oh. <laughs> when it comes to podcasting, that, 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 that guy is again, again, he's, he's the guy that you want to listen to right before you go to sleep. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Well, but that's why people should subscribe to the to my uh, book, uh, my chapter reads. That's why people should subscribe. You can put that in, and for the five or ten minutes before you close your eyes, you get to hear me talk. That's right. Do it, and then you'll forget the rest of the chapter because you'll be dreaming about it. That there buttery ass, smooth See, ass you know. voice. Hell yeah! You, you know how this works. You know. John, I want to thank you so much for being on today. Um, it's been a pleasure, and as always, I love you. Um, I love you I, back, man. I love you. And um, maybe we can uh, next time we reconnect on the podcast again, we can uh, we can talk Snoopy into another episode. Mm -hmm. Let's give that a try. She needs to get back out there. I know she we're going to do it, man. We're going to do yeah. it. Uh, John, again, you're awesome. From us Thank here you. at uh, at uh, We Say Weird Shit, we are your humble hosts. My name is Dave. And I'm Liz. And we will see you next week. See ya. Thank you.